You are listening to the Short Combos Podcast. And boom, we are live. Are you introducing me? Introducing who should introduce? I'll introduce, I'll introduce. We are, welcome to the Short Convos Podcast. Uh, my name is Az Mirali, and today with my dear friend, Mr. JC, uh, Warrior of Light Cashman, we are having our short convoy. We are indeed. Uh, we will not ask how we have been this week because we're trying <laughs> to keep it as authentic as possible. And we did catch up this morning today. So we I did. know that we are, we are both doing well. Uh, where would you like us to start today? Where where do we start? I don't know really. Do uh, there's a lot going on. I think there's yeah. fair enough. There's stuff to talk about. I, I suppose what comes to mind is I've driven home a couple of times this week uh, from dojo uh, from work, and it's the first time in a while I've had someone up my ass. If you get what I mean. Everyone, uh, okay. Everyone seems to have gone and got themselves in a rush again. It's like. <laughs> There's people, there was someone that silly overtook yesterday, you know, a couple of cars on a blind bend. And yeah, literally this week, I've noticed a couple of cars up my ass again. And uh, not because I'm a slow driver, just because they, like my uh, five-year-old daughter said, why, why is that car going so fast? And it's like, well, they've gone and got themselves in a rush. They're in a rush somewhere. Have you noticed this? <laughs> I would love to have noticed this. Um, <laughs> however... <laughs> My, I, I, I have probably the worst luck with cars that a human being can have. Uh, I thought whilst it's quiet, before it gets busy again, I'll just get my car quickly serviced and MOT'd. Uh, <laughs> one less thing to think about as we go back was into it, business and all the rest of was it. Was this the Bentley or the Ferrari? What was it you were getting? This, this was just the, the Nissan Duke. <laughs> aka the worst car ever built by man uh and uh, yeah went in for a simple mot and walked out without my car for a week uh due to needing new suspension on the front uh and new brake calipers on the front could it be down to how you drive <laughs> i did ask to be fair i did ask because i do tend to approach speed bumps with you know less than it's a high car so you can you can kind of roll over them. The <laughs> you can coast them. Yeah, but um, no, I think it's just a garbage car for garbage okay. people. And I bought it because I'm stupid and garbage. So that's, that's uh, what I'm going with. <laughs> so, you, so you haven't seen the uh, world get, it, get it in a rush all of a sudden? No, I've been very relaxed on a bus. Uh, but I have experienced the whole being on a bus thing for the last week, which has okay. been... Uh, like a, a bit of a reminder of of that because I've not had to get on a bus for quite a long time, you know, regularly anyway to do a journey. So no, I haven't experienced the rush, but I can see why because I always thought a lot of people are just going to default back to their default behaviours as soon as yeah. they get the chance to. Uh, those people who are like that are just like that, aren't they? And the, yeah, yeah, people are just starting to revert back to original form, no evolution. <laughs> Yeah, I would say I haven't now necessarily got myself in a rush. Like this time last week, I do a Wednesday workout. Like we record this on Wednesday, I'll do a Wednesday workout. And uh, I like giving a bit of honesty with the workout, you know, lead by example and everything. And I was absolutely spent last week. Like my batteries were 
depleted. I think I might have said I was on cheap Poundland batteries. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah, I had nothing going into the workout. So I said at the end of the workout, next week, as a little bit of a goal, I want to make sure that I'm better rested by the time I come to the, to the workout. And I was better rested, definitely better rested. Uh, but it feels like the rest of the world is just really rushing. And I'm, yeah, just trying to keep up, I suppose, at the moment. Just trying to keep up with a uh, pace of a, of a rushing world, but not trying to get myself in a rush at the same time. Yeah, I've heard, because you know a lot of people I know are going back to their jobs now, I've heard a lot of people are really struggling to get back to you know, working a full day. People mm. are like really struggling with, with having the focus and having the intention to work whether it be a nine to five or whatever. Uh, Excuse, you. <laughs> Excuse me. There'll be one more. Take no, time. no, it's two. There'll be one more? <laughs> There's usually always three. We're going twos. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have you ever heard Anne sneeze, by the way? No. Oh, okay. So my wife sneezes in sevens to nines. Shoo, 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 shoo. Yeah, it's just okay. crazy. Uh, well, we've had a 10 once, and that was really impressive. <laughs> seven, seven to nine is the average. I think that could be uh, viral. Yeah. You've got to get that out there. I, you know, I've, I've never managed to film it, but yeah, I'm going to try and yeah. I'll put some pepper well, on those yeah, or something, and uh, I'll, I'll catch it. But yeah, I've, so I've been hearing that people are struggling to, to get back to it after three, four months of not having to do it. So I don't know if that's maybe why they're rushing, is they just feel they're not on yeah. top of things like they used to be or uh, everything's taking a little bit longer. Yeah, I Roads feel I, busy. I haven't done anything less for the last four months. I've done more yeah. of anything for the last four months. I think we're possibly on the flip side, the flip side of that, aren't we? Yeah, I, I guess depending on your situation, some people have had to work a lot harder just to maintain, whereas some people have had the opportunity to very much kind of just switch it off. For, yeah. for quite a long period of time. It's like if you leave a car too long, uh, it's going to be a bit more difficult to get it running again. So, uh, yeah, I think yeah. We've, we've, we've been busy in a lot of different ways and therefore haven't had as much chance to, to get, yeah. get lazy, get complacent on things. So when I did that, wisdom, when, uh, that workout Wednesday, I was like, yeah, you know, life's got in a bit of a rush. There's like lots going on kind of thing. Uh, and I was kind of explaining, even with that, like last week I was knackered. This week I was uh, rushed off my feet. It's like you still got to make your time for those things. I use the analogy of like a going to the dentist. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it's not something that you want to do. Uh, it's quite often comes with pain and cost and things like that. But it's something that you've you've got to do, kind of thing. And uh, that, that's how I'm sort of drawing that analogy. And I've had a this week. I've had a, a few. Uh, oh, today actually, uh, an uncomfortable conversation as well. I've had to approach a couple of uncomfortable conversations. And mm -hmm. uh, a flip side of that is how your mind works. And it's like, not that I ever uh, don't want to uh, talk, I'm just you know, being open here and honest, don't want to ever talk to you or anything like that. But do you know how it feels sometimes like you just don't want to be having a conversation? But then again, I know that it's needed and it's gonna it's gonna go somewhere. So like the example, uh, for instance, today I won't bore you with the details, but I needed to talk to someone uh, ultimately about money, but they weren't necessarily t knowing that I was gonna talk about that. And it's all to do with a personal 
property uh, inheritancing and everything else. So it's awkward because they're a bit older and everything else. But it's like just pick up the phone and just do it. And it's just that. Mm. Um, but then on the flip side, I want to talk to you. But then it's again like, oh, it. Do you get where I'm coming from with that? Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> That's yeah. I, I find myself with that situation uh, more <laughs> often than not. But but you, you're right, aren't you? You have to have those uncomfortable conversations because if you don't, you're gonna have bigger problems down the line, uh, or it's yeah. gonna it's gonna fester into something. Or the worst thing, and I think we're a bit more sensitive to this than a lot of people, is you have certain values that you base yourself upon. And if you don't have that conversation, you're not being true to yourself about what you you say you stand for. Uh, and I think if your word means something to you and your opinion of yourself means something to you, then you're a bit more likely to make those calls, whereas other people will just kind of bury their head in the sand. Yeah, yeah. Well, I look sense. at it. I look at it from the point of view of uh, the majority of times I have these uncomfortable conversations is to get somewhere, not necessarily always to get something that you're going to benefit from, but to, to get somewhere. More often than not, something that's going to benefit a whole lot of people. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's just that uncomfortableness that you... I think I've just got really quite accustomed to it now. And I'm just realising that, oh, all right, I've got to do that today. All right, I'll do it. Kind of. Yeah, it's a growth mindset, though, isn't it? You're, yeah. You, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. I always try to tell people it's it's like being one of those animals that has to shed its skin. It, yes. It's growing and it gets to a point of discomfort. And if it doesn't get the discomfort, it doesn't know that it's time to shed. It, it yeah. understands it through that mechanism. And I think we're the same. We we have to be uncomfortable to then be in a situation that requires you kind of to develop. Yeah. Yeah, because what, what's uncomfortable now probably won't be in a few years like that. If you had to have that same conversation again, it will be less uncomfortable because you've experienced it and you've yes. learned and yeah. grown from it. That makes and sense. actually the conversation were, was fine. And if anything, the person on the other side was very grateful of receiving the call. And that you opened the dialogue. And they started the conversation where I wanted it to go anyway. So it's almost like both sides are waiting for it. And it's yeah. just who's going to actually say it kind of thing. But that's a tendency, isn't it? To make things yeah. worse in your head than what they more often than not are. You kind of think worst case scenario. And then most of the time it's, it's nowhere near as bad as what you think it's going to be. Yeah. This one, it was just a bit more of a, oh, I'll just leave it, I'll just leave it, because it, you're not going to gain anything not leaving it, the, uh, you know, vice versa. So it was like, I just wasn't pressing. Then, yeah, but something come up today and it's like, no, no, this is actually pressing now. So I need to, to, to press it. And uh, it takes me on to actually, maybe you can uh, relate or give your input on it, but I find it really difficult to, to deal with messages at the moment, as in from a point of view, text, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, all the social media, emails, just basically cope with the amount of messages that are coming in. So you get your usual trivia, you get your usual spam that is just a delete, or you could have a little look at the shop or that. So disregarding all of the trivia, there's just so many messages that, I could, I reckon I could spend all day just replying to emails 
and I will yeah. get to the bottom of it. Are you, are you, have you, are you finding that at all? I, I've, I've always had this problem, but I've, I put a, a kind of solution to it a long time ago and I've stuck by it pretty well. Uh, I just batch it. So I've got two hours a day, one early, one late. And it's just where I just work up the strength to just sit and just do as much as I can. So I'll just reply to as many emails and as many texts as possible. Uh, and at the end of that hour, that's it. It's cut off. So I'll, you know, I try and go by priority of things that I actually think have to get sent. Uh, but at the end of that hour, I'll write that last email, that last message, and I shut it off again until the next morning where I approach it. Because yeah, otherwise, like you said, all day, you could just do it all day. And it's, the problem is, is that your inbox is, it's other people's wants and needs, not yours. So it's what, it's everyone else's priorities that they're trying to put onto you. Uh, Mr. Cashman, could you do this? Mr. Cashman, we'd love it if you did this. Please click here for this. Please, could you let me know about this? It's all for them. It's not, none of it's really for you. Uh, and it's certainly not where you want to direct your energy, but it can, it can just derail you and it can just hold you there for, for hours. So all my uh, phones and stuff, they're on do not disturb mode. Like they, I don't get any notifications because I don't care. Uh, the only ones you can get through are like my mum in case someone's dying. Other than that, it's like it can just wait because I'll get to it at 6 p.m. when I'm going to sit down and reply to you all. Uh, and a few people like yourself, you're, you're on what I call the exception list, where it's like most of the time you message me, I can either read it and know I can get back to you later, or I can just reply to it quickly and give you what's required. But the majority of people, uh, they, they go in the brackets. Yeah, I find, uh, actually funny you say that, I find there's a number of people where I always like to be polite. So yeah. on an email, on a text, I always like to say, hi uh, and write their name and i always like to finish with a thank you or have a good day or something like that and then the content of the message and it's you, you don't see that a lot nowadays no messaging has killed that hasn't it because yeah. we went from letters and emails to now it's a text where it's like yeah you just say that even in a comment i really want i feel i don't feel polite unless i've done that I yeah i never realized that's what that was because i've always known you to do it that you sign yeah. off uh, on almost everything even a comment uh yeah. that's interesting <laughs> yeah and uh but I, i'll do a similar thing yeah we're on the same page then with messages like i have certain days uh like monday morning wednesday morning well i i put an hour aside just to prioritize some flagged emails or, or something like that. Uh, yeah. Or I have a written rule now, 10 till 10, from 10 in the morning to 10 at night. I don't, I, unless I'm posting something or sending something that is part of the workflow or whatever it is one's doing on that day, I don't address social media or emails or, or messages or anything. Yeah, I call them infinity pools. I don't remember where I heard it. It's, it's from something, but you could do anything where you could technically just scroll forever. Uh, yeah. I just don't touch them at certain parts because you can, you just go down a, a rabbit hole with it. And before you know it, two hours, three hours of your day are gone. And really you've achieved a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. So uh, they're dangerous and they're designed to be like that, aren't they? They are designed yeah, to hold your attention yeah. and keep you... Uh, keep you kind of looking through and that's what they want and uh, they probably spend millions on these app designs to make sure that they're as addictive 
as possible. Because uh, then they can put an advert in the corner, can't they, and sell it? Yeah, that's right, right. You're scrolling through, you're seeing all your friends and family, and then before you know it, you're on Amazon and adding 50 things to your basket that yeah. you never knew you wanted. Do I want this? Do I want this? Yes, I want this. This is, I need this. Well, I did see an interesting thing. Oh, I can't even remember what day it is, let alone what day I saw this. I saw an interesting <laughs> thing. I don't know if you have uh, come across it, uh, but it was a study done on uh, the decreasing of the world population. So they've done this study, and I'm not quoting the numbers right, and I haven't got it at hand to go to, but let's say, for instance, the average woman these days, they've done this study, the average uh, female these days, I think this is worldwide, so this isn't just UK, worldwide, is having 2.3 uh, kids. If you went back 40 years, or whatever the study was, 50 years, it might even be more, more than that, 100 years, the average woman was having... 4.3 kids. So there's been wow. a decrease in the amount of children uh, per uh, female. And then they said if this, they, that study is, if it continues going where it is, it's going to continue to fall because the female are now uh, working, they're doing so much. They, this is what they're contributing to why they're having less kids. And then they said, if it, if it follows suit where it's going, if it drops below 2.1, then it means the world population will decrease. So if it drops between this specific number, uh, it means on statistically, a female has less uh, female births than male births. So the, the world population will increase by males more. So then you have a bigger male pool anyway. Uh, so you have then less females, so then that would happen. And I think you estimate by the end of this century, so by uh, 2100, uh, the American population, the China population, would have halved. Wow. Uh, and our population would be like three, uh, three quarters, a of, yeah, a third down. Uh, and there's different countries though it would estimate that uh, like Africa for instance could potentially become a superpower because of their birth rate still being very high uh, yeah. and it could go up but then it went into say the study then explored what would happen because you'd have a you'd have a shift in the age demographic of people alive so you'd have less young people and more old people and you wouldn't have effectively enough young people working to look after the older people. The older and, oh, yeah. It affects uh, so much when you think about it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it was massive. reaches so far. Like, it, it's something that, like it was saying, I, I think it was 20, 2050 or something like that, it was saying that the shift could happen. As in, if we stayed on track right now, you know, anything could get out, could happen right now. But if we stayed on track, the shift could happen in 2020. And by the end of the century, uh, 2050, uh, by the end of the century, that's when we can see the population see the in, in, in half in comparison. But yeah, I didn't know if you'd heard of anything like that. I found it a really interesting read. Yeah, I, I haven't heard of it, but it, like, it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Because women are doing so much more now than they ever have been. Uh, and they're, they're not just housewives anymore. Uh, no. There's so many, I know so many women who have no interest in kids. They don't, yes. they don't, they don't want any of that. They're very career uh, driven, very career focused. 
And I think generally speaking, people want less kids. So even if you want them, people tend to only well, want them. Oh yeah, I mean, I can never remember what the number is, but the average cost of raising a child, but it's it's a horrendous number. It, it does worth make me feel penny. a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> oh yeah, worth every penny, I hear you. But, but my God, are they expensive. So I think a lot of people, they hold back on it just through practicality, which is a really yeah. sad thing, isn't it? If, uh, you, know, like, if you wanted in, three kids, but in, you only have one because you don't feel you could afford to raise it, yeah, it's a... Uh, that's a bit in sad. China, though, it, it's you can order. Well, they're limited, aren't they? Yeah, they're limited anyway, aren't yeah. they? And then if they're yeah. having a uh, daughter, they're given away because it's the male that looks after the family. So if they don't have a, a male, they don't get looked after, basically. Yeah, I don't know if they've updated all of that in recent years, but there, but there is still definitely very clear restrictions, and you you kind of have to get like a license to get pregnant and all the rest of it. It's, yeah, so it's it's different world really in that sense. But I guess we have to do something if, because the one point it just kept going up, didn't it? Like the population of the planet. Yeah. And it was going to get to a point where I think we already are, where we can't really sustain it as in the planet, the damage we're doing to the planet by there yes. being so much of us is unsustainable. Yes. So I, I think, although it sounds insane to put such measures onto people about their freedom to, to make babies, it's almost like a responsibility of us as a species because of how successful we've been at it's populating surviving. the earth yeah. and yeah. surviving. Because we have an, an almost unfair advantage with our brains. We like This pandemic is a good example because if it happened to any other species, natural selection would just take them away. But we've been able to affect that by putting things in place such as masks and social distancing through our intelligence. And then we've very much limited the damage that's been done by it. But if it happened to, you know, elephants, it wouldn't happen and they'd, they'd just die off. So we, we're, we're very good at surviving and very good at making babies. Yeah. And survival, I think, has been shown with uh, this whole, whole lockdown thing to be too easy, isn't it? It, it has been yes. too easy. Uh, just from the day to day, being able to get your Starbucks to yeah, just a necessities. It's it's just too easy, really, isn't it? We're spoiled, and that's why you see so many people getting so upset about having to wear a mask that they feel like it's a breach of their their rights, or it's like yeah, people who tell me they can't breathe through the mask. I'm like, you're the kind of person who, when they say you can't fight your way out of a paper bag, that's, yeah. that's what they mean, right? What, you can't breathe through this so, thin so piece of paper bag. <laughs> it's, just, it's just crazy. But we have, we're just so spoiled that we don't even realize how comfortable and how good we have it, you know, in a first world country like ours. Uh, and then we get some small limitations put on us and we get so upset and so irate and so angry about it. And this, even when the reasoning behind it is because we're trying to save lives. It's just, mm. it's strange. I mean, and I'm right in there with it because I've been that person. I've caught myself being frustrated and being angry at people. And I then you get a bit of perspective. I can't have my double scoop, triple latte, caramel I've top been, I've been upset about it. I have been. I'll admit it. I'll admit <laughs> it. But you find some perspective and then you, you kind of get back on the boat. Yeah. Yeah, a few people have said to me, or I've heard being said as well, that they can't wait till twenty twenty is over. I want to write this year off. I want to ignore this year and everything. I hear that all the time. It's 
And Crazy it, talk, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, if anything, I say it even bothers me. It's like, we're only in July. Why, you know, I know it's not looking like we're going to be, you know, having house parties or going to the cinema or doing all the things that, you know, we might want to be able to do that we can't at the moment. Uh, but what well, would you write off a year, even a day? I feel it's how bad. spoiled we are. Well, you're spoiled. You're so spoiled. You're willing to write off six months of your life. Like that's how good you have it, that you could just throw six months of it away and you don't feel like that's gonna do you any, any harm. And I guarantee you, if you could actually press a button and fast forward to January 21, people would press it. 100% yeah. people would press it uh, and just skip six months. Well, I can't even look back on this lockdown this last four months as a waste. Uh, I can look no. back, I can look back and say, oh, I could have just sort of said, look, business is sharp, everything is sharp. So, and just taking a whole load of time off, maybe gone to the beach a bit more with the kids or because we've never been to the beach during this. And I think we could have done things like that. But in hindsight, we wouldn't be where we are coming out of it right now. You'd be in a quite a frantic different position, I think. And yes. uh, not that we're in, you know, necessarily a, a good position yet, as in yeah, just survival. And, uh, so yeah, to, to even think writing off, or I can't even say that, oh yeah, the last four months has been a waste or that. Well, it's uh, not, has it? It's been an experience. And yeah. I think it's, you're more than within your rights to say that at times it's been a struggle and it's been tough, but that's life, isn't it? Like, how are yeah. you ever meant to know when times are good if you don't have some bad times? Yeah. You're never going to know the difference. What, you just always want to skip past the, the bit where the dog dies and... And people cry like it's, that's that's how it goes. You can't yeah. you can't bypass these things. It's gonna come anyway. Yeah. But I, I guess it's just something people say. But I just wish like I think you feel the same. You just wish people would stop and think about it for a minute before they spill it out of their mouths because it's just such a ridiculous thing. Flippant thing. Yeah. Yeah. Flippant yeah. thing. I, I think uh, I have spoken to a couple of people where they have had real real bad trauma so they've lost someone very close because of covid or i spoke sure. to someone that's left lost several people and it's left one person needed you know uh full-time care it's needed you know uh they, they've had quite a horrendous time uh from it so you wouldn't want to wish that upon anyone but even like i've had my fair share of tough time and i even look back on it and not not now even wish it away because it's made who I am today. And without that, I wouldn't have, uh, yeah, grown, grown to or done what I can do now kind of thing. It would have just been all happy fair, fairies dancing in the flowers if, I, if it had just stayed as it was. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the way, I think it's the, the one defining truth of this universe, isn't it? You know, we would talk about zeros and ones. You can't have your ones without your zeros. Yeah, it's mm. it. That, that dichotomy of life where, you know, sunrise, sunset, dichotomy. good, evil, dichotomy. dichotomy. I, like, I, like, I, I believe that's the word, that for word before. I'm, I'm quite sure I'm using it right. I think that's the word. We'll double check on it. But yeah, the dichotomy of life is, is that we've got all these parallels uh, and you can't ignore them. You can try to, but they're just, they're just everywhere. Uh, and it's just how everything works. Even like down to an atom of positive and negative, it's either on or it's off. Uh, it's, and then it's all balanced, because, but yeah. you have to have both. If you don't have both, then, it, then it's all out of whack. Yeah, it's interesting when we chat how it always sort of goes back to the same, same route. 
uh, this whole yeah. balancing. And it's like at the weekend we had a, a GB camp and we were talking about different disciplines or coaches were talking about, we were watching some videos and we were talking about different things with different disciplines. And it all goes back basically to the same thing. I don't know if there's a name for that as well. Uh, but it, it, yeah, it all comes back to this, this common, common ground, common, common balance to it all. Yeah, well, I guess it's also, it's the way you view the world, isn't it? It's the lens that you choose to look at the world through. Yeah. Uh, and you can choose to say the world's miserable or whatever, or you can choose to say the way I see it and the way I try to look at everything is it's all in balance. So, you know, this situation with my car is a pretty crap time, but it's going to be balanced out by something else or it already yeah. has been. Like I've had a good time and this is the yeah. other side of it. Uh, and I think it's just, it just makes everything a lot easier if you look yeah. at it that way. Rather than just the feeling like the victim all the time and like you're on the bad end of stuff yes. uh, endlessly. I think then some people have been really bad in a previous life and just getting it good now and vice versa. Yeah, it might even not. go that far. You know yeah. what I mean? When you see people and you're like, God, what did you do to deserve all of that? Yeah. And it's like maybe it's not even from this, this dimension. <laughs> this you might side. be getting it from somewhere else. Or there's someone else who's getting it so yeah. good and you're, you are the balancing rod. Uh, to, to balance it out <laughs> on the other side. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Man. <laughs> That's rough. Like that. but, but there we are. Who, who knows? Because uh, we always kind of think of it in terms of our little planet, but it goes way beyond this little rock, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, this is a bit of space dust, aren't we? Dust. Universe dust. Like so in, in the big picture, our bad days, uh, they don't really move the needle at all. So no, no. I can't, can't let it get to too much. You know, we were talking about how songs trigger uh, emotions and things and that. And uh, what you just said triggered in my head. Uh, I always think that when we fly over cities, I always enjoy when you're in a plane and you look over a city, especially a city, because it, you see the vastness of, of population, of existence and that. And I always find it humbling, I suppose, uh, mm. especially when you've got the sun breaking through the clouds and it's all like spiritual and everything. Uh, you're looking out there and uh, you, you just look at the fastest and you think, my problems are really so minuscule. Every penny to every, every everything that you could have a problem about is so minuscule to everything else, the grandness of it all, isn't it? Yeah, astronauts say it apparently all the time. So like in interviews, uh, you know, when they talk about going out into space and seeing the whole planet uh, in one go, that's the first thing they always talk about is that they, it just, it's a big reminder of just how insignificant you are. Uh, and it's not insulting. It's like you said, it's humbling. It just kind of yeah. it grounds you that you're, you're a very small part of something actually very beautiful and special and very big. Uh, and you're you're very tiny. So if you if you're getting really upset, you've got to remember you're you're but one that, piece of. But that insignificance isn't a negative, is it? No, because no, no. It like, shouldn't be. Without that one significance, insignificance, the whole thing wouldn't matter anyway. Yeah, and and you know you don't understand. We we never we said this last week. You don't know how far you reach because you don't see yes. it all all the time. Uh, you know someone apparently made soup with a bat 
And I don't think they ever realized how that little bat soup was going to reach the world uh, and become what it <laughs> so, is now. Say that again, soup was invented by a bat soup. No, I do believe, and I might be wrong, and I'm, uh, it's a terrible joke, really. But I believe that they've uh, narrowed COVID down to have come from someone trying to eat or do something with a bat. Oh, I, I'm with you. Yeah. I, was completely, was... I thought you were talking about Heinz tomato soup for a minute. <laughs> No, I'm talking about the man who was in his little house and decided that he was going to make soup and decided he was going to throw some bat in there and before you know it, created COVID-19 and has now spread it all across this planet and all across this world. And uh, It wasn't those scientists in lab coats inventing something. Even if it was, then it was that little man in that little lab. Or that Russian. Or the the Russian. Oh, can we become a conspiracy theory podcast? That's oh, much more fun. Yeah, Let's leave yeah. all this personal development stuff behind. Let's talk about flat earth. <laughs> I switched on the, the news. I do it on my iPad. I just go to the news app. And it said, Russia, Russia, Russia. So, you know, watch out for Russia. I just turned it off. Because it's like, <laughs> why are they trying <laughs> to distract me with that now? What the? Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? I, 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 for me, it's just like so low on my priority list of things <laughs> to care about that. Oh yeah, it flagged up and I saw something and I was like, I'm not even going to click because it's, uh, you know, is it going to change anything? Am I going to read anything that's going to shift my, my world or my universe? No. Uh, so yeah, very, I could see how it's just a distraction. Uh, and if it's not, then, you know, like we need We're to probably stop yeah, yeah like, there, there's enough going on right now for us not to be worrying about that unless it really is something serious which i don't i don't know i, I i'm not anywhere near informed yeah. enough to even comment on it Probably all i know yeah. is yeah let let someone Just else worry about the russians yeah. I'm, not, I'm not worried i found the uh, last couple of weeks i have been able to even though we can't do a lot of the things that we want to do or usually do because uh, a lot of the things we do involves uh, big groups of people or contact with people as in you know kicking a punch people and all that kind of thing uh, but what I have enjoyed the last couple of weeks is being able to start setting some goals uh, and things like that and feel like right we can strive towards something I don't feel uh, that I've crossed that line of completing a goal yet like for instance the camper has been a real good I've got 1971 uh, VW Bay camper for those uh, that might not know that's listening and uh, I've rebuilt I've rebuilt the engine well I've got an engine and reassembled the engine and everything it's one of those things you go down a rabbit hole and it's like constantly needing a replacement part so you have to wait another week for that to arrive and, but I'm literally there now it's all assembled we think we've got a bad earth that's why it won't start so I've got a friend coming around Friday that's a mechanic that's now uh, bothered that it's not starting so they're like <laughs> they're like it's in my head and I've got the parts hopefully arriving tomorrow for the rebuild of the back wheels so we're, we're at a point where I should be able to turn and drive again uh, so I feel like that's going to be like a who, who you know it's going to be a goal a goal achieved and then just with you know business starting up again and your usual necessity goals uh, of it we're looking at personal things from a family point of view that we want to achieve and just getting back into a nice routine of family time and all those kind of things so yeah I feel like there's some goals emerging from the horizon uh, anything for you or are you just stuck in your 
black room without your <laughs> crap car, uh, <laughs> not going anywhere. Uh, I like yeah. When they when they come round and ask me what I've learned most from uh, all of this stuff, who's coming round to ask that? Someone will come. Someone. There'll be someone will, at the door. They will come. They will come, and I will be ready to answer the question. Uh, and when I get as, asked this as, question, as, as. What have you got the most from this? There you go. See? <laughs> the moment has come. I've been waiting for this moment. Uh, I will tell people and I will explain to people that uh, I needed to set bigger, like much bigger goals for myself in the first place. Uh, because I think I played it safe up to a point. And in some ways, any struggle that I had through this time was down to me not taking bigger risks when I had the chance to. Uh, and then we find ourselves in a situation which is like, risky but not very safe to take the risks because everything's a bit more mad uh, and then I look back on things and think oh, I should have I should have set bigger goals I should have sent giant ones and even if I missed them I would have got closer to the mark yeah. than I have done uh, so yeah in that sense I'm kind of ready to set some like some big mountain goals uh, and do Good some big you. journeys towards things yeah. so that's the plan for the next metaphoric journeys or are you really going to the moon for cheese I would like to go to the moon for cheese. I'm up for going to the moon. I'm up for space travel. I, 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 I'm well, in, if they ever make that in my lifetime, I'm, I would be on the list. I'd go. Yeah. Ah, yeah, I'd, yeah. I like to just like, I just like to look back and see this planet like in yeah. its whole. Oh, you're I'd talking like one way space travel, right? Oh, that's if, yeah, if, if it's, we're going to Mars to inhabit it, please take me. You're, you're, you're Build me a pod. Uh, uh, put me in cryogenic sleep for 50 years and wake me up on the other side. Uh, I'm up for it. Populate I, a new planet. I think I would have been very much the same. Uh, you know what changes it? Family, kids. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to leave them not knowing that they were okay kind of thing. I wouldn't be right. prepared to go away. Unless everyone was on board, which is very unlikely, uh, yes. I wouldn't want to leave leave them because I feel there's an, an ownership to looking after them. I think that's just one thing that uh, you know some people don't really take ownership of. And uh, it's like my, my biggest goal is making sure that they're all right. Uh, now it's it, interesting that, because for me, it doesn't sound like we're talking about going to space anymore. Kind of sounds like we're talking no. about dying. No, no, but space, space, so bringing it back to space, if it, you know the film Armageddon? Uh-huh. You know where they have to go in like one-way trip, blow up the meteor off? Yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd stand up straight away, because if it would save the girls, save I, the girls I, I'd, I'd do that. Uh, I'd, you know, I'd throw myself under a bus to, to you know, I wouldn't, but, uh, you know, metaphorically speaking yeah so i'll do that space travel but yeah. Uh, yeah we're with a cause to to save others kind of thing it's interesting you got onto the parenting thing because you know me and Anne are married now so we're having those conversations about starting a family and i've been kind of thinking about what it would mean to me to to have kids and make sure that i'm approaching it right and i think and you can you can confirm this for me I think parenting is sacrifice. I think that's kind of the ultimate thing of it is, is that you sacrifice yourself to make sure that they have the best possible life. And in return, you get something back for it in terms of the, the love and the, the feelings that come that can only come from having children and watching them 
blossom into their own people. Yeah. But I think to be a good parent, it's to be willing to sacrifice yourself like that. Yeah. Uh, and that's an extreme, obviously, like blowing up the meteor, right? But other stuff, you know, you'd give your last bit of bread to make sure the girls eat instead of you. You'd, you'd spend your last penny on them instead of spending it on yourself. I think if you were in the shop and parenting was a packaged thing, so whatever it looks like in that package, maybe a baby is in that package, I think uh, sacrifice would be on the hazard or the ingredients or the, right, right. Or the list. I wouldn't put that, just personally speaking, as, yeah, yeah. as a thing. You, I don't think you'd want to advertise it on it. It is... It is uh, you, you're going to get wet if you go swim. If you if you get this thing, one of the things you're getting with it is is sacrifice. If you want to make it work, I, I would I would agree with that. I was just thinking what the word are, I would give it uh, responsibility. I would say it's more a case of responsibility, and I don't think people own up in general to their responsibilities. I don't think people own up to saying sorry when they should enough, or just just yeah their own own responsibilities. I think parenting is the, is the biggest one. Well, staying on that, so here's a question carrying on from that. What would you say is your ultimate responsibility as a parent? So to your kids, if you could, in your time with them, if you can get them one thing, if you could teach them or distill one thing into them, what do you think your greatest responsibility as a parent is to, to make sure you do for your children? This might change as life goes on. Uh, and I think your responsibility for the children changes. So when they're, when they're first born, like that first born, you know, first three months kind of thing where that's, you know, so, so dependent on you is just life survival. It's just making sure they breathe. Keep them alive. <laughs> yeah, making sure they breathe first and foremost. When they cry, is it because they're hungry? Is it because they're tired? Oh, because they got wind. It's like that. But then when they start to walk, the responsibility is to make sure they don't hurt themselves. Because quite often, you know, uh, I'm not religious, but I would say God willing, because that's what my nan would have said. Uh, but you've got a healthy child. And when they're walking, you're, you're making sure they don't hurt themselves. You're making sure there's a stair gate. You're making sure all those, those kind of things. Uh, bypass, you know, 12... 13, 15 years, and you're getting to a, a teenager, and you're trying to help their mental stability in a crazy world that we all go through with crazy mind. So I think responsibility changes. In my experience, and now I don't have a, uh, a lifetime of experience as a parent, but I try to look at lifetimes experience of parenting. So I try and look at my grandparents as parents what they did i think uh, example is your biggest responsibility not not what you provide for them not where you take them not what uh, you give them not not any of that i think the biggest responsibility is example because even even if you are the worst human being possible uh, without going too dark down a route, shall I say. Let's just say you just haven't done things good. You're an alcoholic. You've just been, you know, uh, neglected them and everything else. I, I do think that a child will still have some connection. Well, you see it, don't you? They still have some connection to you as a parent. They still have something because you brought them into the world. And it, there, there's something there, isn't there? 
Uh, and even then, you're still an example, aren't you? So I think the example is the biggest responsibility. Nice. So yeah, nice. I think what, what you say, what you do, and even if it's not to them, just with them, I think the example is the biggest thing. And I, I think that's what I try to do every day. And some days you look back or weeks you look back and go, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that or those kind of things. Or you hear your kid do something and you're like, oh, no, uh, <laughs> I know where that's come from. <laughs> that was my example. <laughs> yeah, my, my bad. But likewise, I uh, the flip side of that, you see them do something or hear them do something or say something and you know that you've contributed maybe in some small small part I, I think the best thing is when your kid your kid starts telling you stuff you don't know they yeah. start educating you on things or they they pull you up on something or again i can't draw an example right now but i think that no, no i get what you mean and that that's cool so yeah make some babies ass. Oh. Yeah, all right. I'm going to do it now. <laughs> all right. On that, see you later. <laughs> I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> yeah. The, the delivery person didn't come. You didn't say it at the start. You said it before recording. Not that we had I did say it before. before. I, well, it's any time before 10 because now the world never sleeps. So you can yeah. get stuff delivered at 10 at night. So uh, I'm benefiting from that. So I assume that when I'm trying to chill and relax, he'll be at my door. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I'm going I'm to say why I'm going to go now because I don't know if you can see him through the door. Uh, Bruce is outside. And for the last oh, 10 minutes... He's been the featured guest today. We've been yeah, hearing him. For the last 10 minutes, he's been barking because the rest of the household are just sitting sitting down watching telly and not, not getting, oh, Brucey, come oh, in now. Brucey. Well, for anyone who doesn't know, Bruce is a very beautiful German shepherd. Uh, Hello, so if you've heard this any is... barking in the uh, audio version today, he's been trying to give his opinion on parenting and the universe. Everything else. So yeah, on that note, now I'm going to go be an example and do something probably I shouldn't. Peace out, dude. Uh, I'll yeah. see you next time. See you later.